This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. We are four friends in three states across two time zones with a shared passion. Welcome to the Sports Talk Garage Podcast, where we hit the fast lane to discuss our favorite drives from the track and the ice to the court and the ball fields. We are four lifelong friends who grew up with a love of professional and collegiate sports. Today, we are bankers, investors, professors, and entrepreneurs, but our love of sports has never changed. Come listen for the fun, gain some insight, and probably a few laughs as we give you our perspective on those last lap lead changes, game-winning scores, and franchise players. This is the Sports Talk Garage. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Talk Garage podcast. This is your host, Matt, along with co-host, David. Uh, unfortunately, John has caught the crud that has been going around with everybody else, the influenza, the plague, the black death, as we have all joked about <laughs> David having. And David, I think you're still recovering, aren't you? Still getting back there. I thought I'd be 100% by now. Unfortunately, not there yet. I'm working on it, though, but it feels good to at least be on here like last week. So progress is where <laughs> I'll use. Fair enough. Well, I can't say that I'm doing too much better considering that my family has gone through it and I'm getting over the end of it right now uh, with a cold to boot. So it's been exciting. We'll see if we can make it through this episode. So speaking of which, uh, we're on episode 26 in our second season. Uh, We've got a couple interesting topics uh, that have been going on in the news over the last week. So let's go ahead and kick that off. Uh, drop the green flag, and let's talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend. David, what was your kind of take around how this one went compared to others that you've enjoyed in the past? All-Star Weekend in Chicago was exciting. Obviously, there's a lot of, before even the festivities really started, it was all Chicago. I've never seen a city promoted so much through an All-Star game. But anyway, I'm sure John loved that with all the native Chicagoans there. Yeah, it was definitely different with the death of Kobe Bryant recently and a lot of tributes to him and ways to honor him. So that kind of made an impact on it. But overall, it was a pretty fun weekend. Uh, I watched the game dunk contest and three-point contest. So it was it was fun to see. It was probably one of the better All-Star weekends I've seen in a while. I'd love to go someday if tickets weren't $1,000 for the nosebleeds. But maybe someday that'll happen. Yeah, that'd be great. It's trying to make the right friends in the right places that can <laughs> got to know somebody I guess help one. us get there but yeah. yeah that's that's definitely trying to find a sponsor to send you versus you trying yeah, to pay for it definitely but uh very exciting and uh you know I think well, what did you think about the the format they used this year in the actual All-Star game so when you just kind of hear about it it's a little confusing when you see it written down on paper and actually played out it I actually really <clears> liked it so at the end of each quarter, they essentially reset back to zero, and both teams were playing for a local charity, which I thought was really nice. And usually with a lot of All-Star games, it's mainly offense till the last couple minutes when it gets a little competitive. But it didn't seem to be as much this time. They had some kids from each charity sitting down there on the court side. So players could actually be reminded, like, hey, I'm playing for those kids. Let's go win them some money. So it was neat that they did that for three quarters, and the last quarter obviously changed – Again, to honor Kobe Bryant, uh, just first one to get 24 points, essentially on top of the highest score and win. So no time limit, no commercials, just play to 24. 
yeah, it was a really cool format. I hope they kind of stick with this in future years. It's something different, which is always good for All-Star Weekend. That's really cool. Um, who are your top performers, in your opinion? I mean, aside from the MVP, we'll, we'll get to that one. Well, you know, LeBron had a good game, um, which I expected him to. And then the Greek freak came and showed up, showed why you know he's the MVP currently. Kind of some of the big names. It's also kind of cool to see Chris Paul get his first career alley-oop. No, I'm actually taller than one NBA player there. So for him to come up again in alley-oop in his 10th season, props to him for that. But, yeah, overall, a lot of great gameplay. Um, there was some strategy into who they picked. I think Giannis actually said he picked Kemba Walker over James Harden because he knew Kemba would actually pass the ball and James would shoot it the whole time. So there actually a little strategy into how teams were picked, which I thought was pretty neat that to disclose afterwards. Really neat kind of added – I guess supplement to the to the game and you know it's I think it's one of those things where they're always looking for how can they make some changes that are going to make you know the improvements to where people are Mm going to want to watch more and if you tell people there's more of a draft almost going on inside of this and um, let people kind of hear why people are being chosen by the captains or whoever's kind of putting that together that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it definitely kept my attention more than in the past few years, which I was definitely appreciative of. Sure. Does that kind of reminisce you of watching the XFL over the last couple of weeks and seeing what the coaches are calling as the games are going on? Yeah, I mean, it does. It's Again, it's different, <laughs> which I like, than the NFL. It's just something different, same iteration. But it was really fun to see, you know, we get to kind of be there, maybe not in the huddle, but we're there kind of hearing what's going on in the huddle play goes in we know what's going to happen I mean the defense obviously is probably finding out and getting some more tendencies week after week so I love it I love change I mean it kind of keeps things interesting and keeps the fans engaged absolutely so moving on to our MVP and let's see he's playing for the Clippers now right Cowie Leonard Leonard is playing for the Clippers you know afterwards he did his simple yeah thanks okay no emotion, no laughter, no excitement, just plain old monotone. Okay, I won. Thanks, Kobe. It's like classic Kawhi. Not, but... I was going to say, not to mention <laughs> that they kind of walked up and they're like, you're the one that has Kobe on the trophy. How does that make you yeah. feel? He's like, well, you know, good. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was interesting, though. He could have gone to the Lakers. He went to the Clippers. And during the game, he was playing with Anthony Davis and LeBron James from the Lakers, and he had to open it. I was be like, hey, I'm playing on the wrong team here. I should move over. Take the, I don't know, take maybe not take the easy way out, but make it easier to get a ring. I thought he really enjoyed playing with that. But yeah, it was nice that the NBA renamed that trophy, the Kobe Wright MVP trophy in honor of him, especially since he went four of those in his time playing. I thought that was very respectful to do. It was. It was very cool. Um, I think one of the other major themes that went on during this was the dunk contest and the mm. controversy behind it. Man, um, tell us about the two players that it kind of came down to, and what your thoughts were on on how that kind of played out. Yeah, so just overall for the dunk contest is probably the best I've seen in at least ten years. They picked some good guys, but yeah, essentially you had the four guys going top two make it to the second round, which is supposed to be the final round, and you had Aaron Gordon out there, which is the second time he has been on, and from the Magic, and then Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat. So Florida kind of representing the dunk contest here. 
And it was crazy. Like every dunk they had was amazing. They'd be jumping over guys between the legs, you know, 360 Statue of Liberty. And it was really cool to see, but they kept getting 50s. So then they did like this third round, both got 50s. They went to the fourth round, which was supposed to be the final round. And Aaron Gordon got screwed, which is the same as 2006 when he was playing Zach Levine, he got screwed and got second. 2016? Maybe he was 16. Yeah, I guess 2006 <laughs> would probably be a little too far. Like, let's go 2016, <laughs> Zach Clean. Oh, man, that's a whole decade away. But, yeah, I mean, he jumps over seven-foot-five Taco Fall and got a 47. Uh, not saying that the almost. other dunk was not amazing. Almost. Oh, but, it, come on, the dude's seven-five and you barely graze his head. Yeah, that dunk should have – they shouldn't have even been to that point. And it was – and but, it was at the end of the night, so you got to know that he kind of had that in mind as a backup. Like, he's going to be here. I think I can clear 7-3. Close enough. We'll try it. But, man, I just and, feel like he got screwed. I think everybody in the arena felt like he got screwed. And all the judges were like, whoa, well, I gave him a 9, but why is everybody harping on me? There were two other 9s out there. So I'm not saying that Derek Jones Jr. was not worthy of winning, but I don't think he should have won. Aaron Gordon should have had this. And he even said Honestly, I, he's not competing again because he's gotten screwed twice. Right. And I watched Jones dunks. Uh, he had a couple really good ones, but that last mm-hmm. one just both of them look tired. Yeah. I, mean, they I get it. They, you know, they kind of mentioned that Taco Fall dunked was not super smooth, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't understand where doing the, what was it? A left-handed windmill. Yeah. Dude, it was so fast you could barely. I had to rewind it about three times just to kind of get a full glimpse at the the windmill side. It did, and it helps so, when they showed a little slow mo replay. No, when I saw it in slow motion, it was amazing. But yeah, it did go very fast, and you're kind of wondering like, well, what was that? But once you see it in slow motion, yeah. like, wow, that was very impressive. So, I mean, so one thing I great. kept reading was. One thing I kept reading was that the judges were ready to throw in the towel and say, we're, we're going to throw another tie mm-hmm. at both of them. I wouldn't have been with that. <laughs> but, but the NBA came back and said, we're not doing a tie. So then oh. is it worth them just kind of breaking down and saying, you know, doing a five-way vote of hold up there instead of a numbered card, it's hold up a card of, you know, which guy you want to vote for? They should have done <clears throat> something. that close. Before. They should have, or just get their tie. They've done a tie before, so I don't know why they weren't allowed to this time. And go on, you have like NBA royalty in the building. I don't think anybody would have been upset with a tie, but if they, or even holding up a card, having I don't know, a guest judge come in maybe for the just to help them pick, even though that would have put them at six and could have been another tie. I don't know. I wasn't you know, happy with how it looked. Like Dwayne, it looked to me like Dwayne Wade was kind of like shocked. They showed his face uh-huh. a couple times. And he just kind of stood there dumbfounded. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I couldn't I tell if he was just that expected. impressed or if he was just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to put here. I'm putting put on the spot. Maybe the uh, competition in his life is down now and he's not in the NBA and he's not quite sure what to do in the moment. Could be. And that retired brain coming out. Well, I agree with you. I think I think it was if you bring it down to the final two dunks. I think watching you go over Taco Fall's head because that was very reminiscent of the Vince Carter oh, over that French uh, player, seven foot yeah. two guy in the Olympics. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, dunks. full like jump over, time. split right over his head. 
you know, and put it right in the rim. That's mm-hmm. so it was very reminiscent of that, except this kid is seven five. five. Seven <laughs> five. <It's> crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So moving on from that, uh Zion. Let's talk about rookie of the year at mm. this point. It's basically down to, to two contenders. And if you go back to preseason, Zion was favored by almost 60% mm. of the votes. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's flipped gears. So who's our main competitor who's up front right now? Gosh, so John Morant is really the only name that people are talking about for rookie of the year outside of Zion. You know, before the season started, yeah, Zion was definitely, you know, top of the ladder right there. But after not playing for pretty close to half a season, you're thinking he's out, he might just sit out. But once the Pelicans announced he's coming back, I did have this initial thought of, I wonder if it's possible for him to still win, even though the season's half over. Like, there's no way someone's going to come back halfway through a season and just do what he does. But it's crazy because Moran's averaging almost 18 points a game, seven assists. Zion, since he's come back, is averaging 22.1 points, 7.6 rebounds. It's like he never missed a beat. He's just starting a little later. And I think the one thing that's really going to make a difference here is the playoffs. Because right now, the Grizzlies are in the eighth spot. If they can make the playoffs, they're going to keep the Pelicans out. If not, though, the Pelicans can somehow come back, they're going to knock the Grizzlies out. And Zion will probably be the one to thank for that. So I think it's going to end up being whichever team makes the playoffs – their rookie is going to have the bigger impact on that team being successful. It's just crazy to think after half, only playing half a season or a little less that you could still come back, be as dominant as you are and win rookie of the year, but he's just that good right now. Well, I think an interesting stat too was there hasn't been a rookie of the year that's played less than 50 games since like 1952, 53 season. Well, we might be uh, breaking it, <clears throat> which could Gosh. get interesting. He's he's definitely neck and neck, and he's mm-hmm. the only one, as you said, that's kind of playing up to John Morant. And honestly, I'd say that his numbers are, even aggressive. for the shorter amount of games, are much more aggressive, which puts him back into where he was preseason. <clears throat> he has this crazy mix of like just strength and power, but his build is. I mean, he's. When you look at him, you don't think he'll be able to jump as high as he does or be as powerful, but it's just mind-blowing what he can do, especially when guys are three, four, five, six inches taller than him. He just jumps over them and dunks on them, and he can out-rebound everybody. So it's just impressive to see. I mean, kind of like we talked about a little while ago, he's probably the most hyped rookie since LeBron came into the league, and he's living up to it. It ran into a small sample size. But if he continues, I think it's his to lose. Absolutely. So, moving on from that, talk a little bit of football before we take a break. Miles Garrett, NFL's come back and mm. said he's going to be reinstated. Gosh. Been a lot Miles. of controversy, though, since then. Yeah, I mean, he sat out, what, six games? And if they were to make the playoffs, he would have sat out the playoffs as well. <clears throat> that's a pretty long suspension based on what happened. I know that's not really in the CBA. Like, if a player well, he gets was caught, indefinite, wasn't he? It, it was indefinite. Pending review. I'm, yeah, and I'm surprised. I am. I'm, I'm surprised it was only six games, but I don't really think they would have ended up going into a new season. So I kind of get why it was done in the off season like this. But yeah, it's been very controversial. Miles Rudolph said again, you know, 
I didn't say those things when Miles Garrett said immediately afterwards to the GM, it's kind of like, hey, he used some slur words against me out on the field. So people are upset that right. so why is it just now coming slurs. out? Yeah. And he's saying, well, it wasn't supposed to come out to the public, but I told the GM immediately after the game what happened. So that's still going on. I mean, I'm glad he's back. The Browns definitely need him because they're still a hot mess. Oh, absolutely. I, Coaching changes, I, et cetera. Yeah. It, but I don't know if the NFL is still going to try to investigate this based on the racial slurs that were said or if it's just over and everybody's back, start a new year. Well, I feel like unless you had one of those sound dishes pointing right at that particular incident, there's mm-hmm. no way to really prove what's going on. So it's just um, uh, he said, she said, go from there. Right, but you have to it. look at the actions of or the character of the individuals Mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me and we talked about this before when it happened miles garrett you know taking his helmet off and swinging he hasn't lost his cool like that he was in the cool all the time mm-hmm. rudolph doesn't like that and he's getting his butt handed to him and then all and had caused a problem prior to that with uh miles garrett yeah so this wasn't a one-time thing so, you know, Garrett shrugs that off. Fine. You know, what would upset him to that point? And I still don't think it's fair that, you know, even though he took his helmet off, Miles Garrett's, you know, getting in trouble for what he did. Okay. But Rudolph grabbed him by the helmet <clears throat> and did a few other things that were inappropriate oh, and then obviously set him off to get that helmet off. So you're telling me that he shouldn't have caught couple games suspension yeah i mean there's video that ev- problem i mean there's clear video evidence that something escalated that fight we just don't have the audio to truly maybe back it up or if figure that's out what exactly it was what it if that's what it was but i mean something escalated that fight where miles garrett just kind of lost everything it's like hey he did something to me that made me kind of lose my cool yeah indefinite suspension and then miles garrett just had a fine doesn't really feel like the appropriate thing to do. I feel like both should have been equal, or at least Miles Garrett a little less, Rudolph a little more. I don't know. It's the first time that the NFL has really dealt like any situation of anything similar to that. So I kind of understand why they're kind of just make it up as they go, but just trying to figure out as they go here because there's no real precedent for something like this. I'm just, I'm just once again disappointing the NFL commissioner. Like you, you sat Garrett out for. The rest of the season, okay, mm-hmm. but you've got a quarterback who has a history of losing his temper and has been struggling to make his move in the NFL. And, you know, there's a lot where you could say racial tensions could grow off of that. Sure. I mean, thank God they didn't. Um, but I just, uh, you know, I'm still just not a fan of our commissioner and what he puts into this a lot of times. Yeah, well, so being judge, jury, and executioner is probably not the best role for one right. person there. So hopefully in the next <clears throat> CBA, that's divided out some. So he's not making every single decision based off what whatever information he has. Some other people will be involved in that. For sure. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and uh, drop the yellow flag, take a quick break, and uh, let our sponsors have a word. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Talk Garage podcast. Again, this is Matt uh, with my co-host, David. 
And uh, we had a great time talking a little bit about what's going on in the NBA over the last week, as well as a little bit of NFL talk around Miles Garrett. So we're going to go back over our prediction game as we've started over and we're trying to bring the audience or as we get into our uh, one-on-one series with various guests, um, you know, letting them pick. So uh, Dave, why don't you go over what happened last week? All right. So last week we started week one of season two for this. Uh, and Chris gave us some wonderful variation here. So we started in NASCAR, the Daytona 500, essentially which team will have the winning driver. He gave us Joe Gibbs Racing, Penske Racing, Hendrick Motorsports, and the field. Myself and the audience both chose Joe Gibbs Racing, so we will take the point on that. So congratulations, which, audience. You are off to a good start. By the way, I had the field, which we were locked in, and uh, we're all praying for Ryan Newman in our podcast group just for recovery. As uh, That was a pretty nasty wreck right at the very yeah, end. certainly was. So, yeah, I hope he's better and back home with his family soon, and and back in the car afterwards. Uh, <clears throat> second game, XFL. So moving over to football, who will cover? St. Louis Battlehawks were playing at the Houston Roughnecks. Houston was favored by 8.5, which in the XFL is actually less than a full touchdown, depending what you do. However, Houston only won by four. So Chris and Matt both get a point there. John and I will take the loss. Audience, you get a point as well. So 2-0. and oh. Good job there. PGA Tour, Genesis Open. This one was a little interesting. Which pair will have the lower combined scores of the tournament? Um, Tiger Woods and Rory were at plus three. However, Justin Thomas did not make the cuts. That kind of screwed that right there. So myself, Matt, and the audience, point for us. John and Chris, sorry, guys, you get nothing. Lastly, NBA All-Star Game was a over-under. Over-under set at 298. I really thought with this new format, we were going to go low, but unfortunately, it went to 312. So, Matt, Good job. What do you mean, unfortunately? Unfortunately that, that for me, it went pick. low. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm talking, unfortunately for me, it went low. So you got a point there. So to start off week one, uh, Chris was one and three. I was two and two. John with the goose egg at 0 oh and four. Matt three and one and audience three and one. So a little variation there. I like it. Got one score of each. So again, audience uh, totals going to add up week to week. And hopefully, you know, we can stay ahead of you. Or hopefully for you, you can beat one of us. All right. And as we take a look into this week's games, uh, we're going to start with the XFL. Uh, Dallas Renegades are at the Seattle Dragons at 5 p.m. on Saturday on Fox. The Renegades are currently favored by four and a half points. Hmm. I'm picking Seattle. Seattle, huh? Okay. Going with the the Dragons. All right, so I'm actually going with the Dragons as well. Here's the reason. Both teams are 1-1, one one, but this might be too simplistic of a reason. The Dragons are 1-0 at home, 0-1 on the road, and they're playing at home. So hopefully that home field advantage will stick out. So I'm going to go with you on the Dragons. Chris and John, though, are both going Renegades, so we're going to have a 2-2 split here. And as always, we're going to get these out on Twitter for the audience to decide, um, see which way you guys are going to go. Absolutely. Uh, the next one, we're going to talk about boxing. Who will win straight up? Deontay Wilder, who's 42-0-1, versus Tyson Fury, 29-0-1. Uh, this is a rematch. So Saturday night, card starts at 9 p.m. on ESPN Plus, uh, pay-per-view. One of the most anticipated fights of the year. 
Last match was December 1 of 2018 between the two ended in a controversial split draw, which is the one at the very end of their, uh, both of their records. Mm, It's crazy. Both are essentially undefeated except for that. Right. Man. So I'm going to say Tyson Fury here. Okay. Any reason you picked shorter record, but shorter record, but I think he's got a little bit more speed coming coming off of those uh, jabs. Okay. Uh, and if it does go longer, that usually can be one of the things that they give those points for. So as long as he can duck and cover, we'll see. Okay. So I'm going opposite of you, and here's why. Since the last two months, Fury has switched trainers, hired a new nutritionist, and he's upping his weight to 270. I think he's a little nervous about the rematch. Making all these changes kind of last minute, not knowing what to do, just trying to somehow play mind games, get an upper edge. So I'm going wilder on this one. Which okay. leaves us at one and one. Uh, John is also going Fury. Chris is going wilder. So we got another oh, two two split, split here. <laughs> We've already got a controversial line. split and draw. Now we're back to <laughs> another one on the choices. All right. Um, College basketball, who will cover? This will be a good one. Number three, Kansas at number one, Baylor, Saturday at noon uh, Eastern time on ESPN. Baylor's currently favored by three and a half. Uh, This line was actually made up by Chris since there won't be a line until very late in the week. So Baylor, I mean, obviously number one in the nation, but Kansas, I think this is the time for them to go to Baylor, show them that. Maybe they should be top of the conference and knock Baylor out at number one spot. But Baylor's deep, and I think they're going to look at this game and be like, this will solidify us as number one in the nation going into March Madness. <laughs> so it's going to be – I don't know if three and a half is big enough to feel comfortable. I was going to say I'm going five. with Baylor. Well, three and a half is not big, but I'm still going to go Baylor on this one. I agree. I think Baylor has been you know, kind of that team that really has – push the envelope on why they're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll stick with that. All right. Chris is also going to go Baylor. And then John is going Kansas. He's going to be the lone wolf on this one, going with Jayhawks. All right. Let's talk about our interesting one of the week. Uh, prop bet. This was created by our producer, Chris. Uh, you know, props to Chris being in the, uh, in the lab with us every week, doing all the pre-work and setting up some of the stuff. So we appreciate that. And the creativity, uh, too. Yeah. So it's going to be number of rounds completed in the Wilder Fury fight, 12 rounds max if it goes the distance, or the Dallas Mavericks number of three-pointers made at the Hawks on Saturday. There's a four-and-a-half difference. So basically that means that Dallas must score five more three-pointers than rounds completed in order to win. Hmm. Dallas is the league leader in three-pointers made per game at 15.2 per game. Gosh. So so if they have a good night and they drop 15, they have to score five more three-pointers. That's 10 rounds. Here's the thing. This fight went 12 rounds last (laughs) time, and I have a feeling somebody's going to do something early in the match. It's only the last like three or four rounds. I don't think it's going to go on 12 this time. So I feel decently confident going Dallas. As long as they just stay at their pace. Plus, they're playing the Hawks. Hawks are a high-scoring team. There's not going to be tons of defense. 
I think that's also going to help the Dallas case on this one. I agree with you completely. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and argue that. That was a good <laughs> good way to put all that. All right. Well, Chris will be joining us on Dallas, and John is going to be the lone wolf again. He's going rounds and fights, so he must be expecting, you know, all 12 rounds again. Well, he's trying to make up some of those, uh, <laughs> some of that goose egg from last week. Hey, I guess he's got to pick what he can on that one. Put That's some it. points back. All right. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and drop our checkered flag. Uh, as we're pretty excited about what's coming up this week in sports and having got some good topics. Uh, again, we're praying for um, Newman from this side and NASCAR uh, and also for Kobe's family as they're, uh, you know, still probably reeling, I would think, from the death and especially uh, after having a lot of his name pass around and MVP trophy and uh, the NBA All-Star game. So, uh, very, very exciting stuff going on. So, uh, David, anything good going on this week? Oh, man. This week, not a ton. I'm excited. I got uh, Duke coming to town next Tuesday for a basketball game. So, I'll get to see them, which will be, even though I'm not a Duke fan whatsoever, it'll be good to see some <coughs> guys who are going to be in the NBA in a couple of years. So, looking forward to that. This weekend, I honestly don't know what plans are this weekend, or if I'll be home during the day watching games. I will carve out some time, though, to get a little in while I'll be able to actually talk and sound somewhat educated next week. <laughs> My goal is just to recover from whatever <laughs> cold and, and, again, miserable black spot plague thing is going around right now. So <clears throat> pardon us on the mics if it sounds a little bit <laughs> cough and sneezy and everything else. So anyway. That's all the excitement for this week. So with that being said, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another week. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to have your sports-related question or comment featured on the show, please email us at sportstalkgarage at gmail.com. Also, if you want to keep up to date with us outside of the show, please follow us on Twitter at sportsgaragepod. If you enjoyed the show, please drop us a five-star review and subscribe if you want to hear more. So for Chris back in the studio, David and Matt, I'm John, and we are the Sports Talk Garage.